When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, it's Jameson, and and I want to just um, help my friend out a little bit here. He's got the best podcast I ever heard. His name is Stu, and it's called Stu's... What is that? Wrestling Podcast. Wrestling Podcast. What a surprise. <laughs> I forgot that word. Um, but, yeah, it's really great. I'm not just saying that. I mean, he's not even paying me, all right? You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer. I just got this feeling that I've never ever had. Who am I believing? I can you tell me again? Before we get into episode 93 with James Reed, I want to say a big, big thank you to everyone across the world for listening, for streaming, for viewing the show. It's been amazing. We've been in the Danish all-time wrestling chart now for a couple of months, in and around the 30 mark, peaking at 25. So I want to thank my Scandinavian contingent for listening to the show. Also, go to WrestleMerchedCentral.com and you can find the Stu's Wrestling Podcast merch on there. There's mugs, there's beanies, there's caps, there's varsity jackets, hoodies, you name it. It's all at WrestleMerchCentral.com. Just type in Stu's Wrestling Podcast at the top and you'll find the merch there. Now, leading into episode 93, we are back to the UK, to a place just up the road, 60 miles away, Liverpool, to talk to one of the upcoming talents on the northwest scene, James Reed. I've got to know James very well after doing two shows at Superstar Pro in Liverpool with him. A freestyle fighter. He incorporates some of his skills from the boxing ring, from Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and grappling. James is so, so humble. And even I was watching before the first Superstar show, he was helping the other wrestlers set the ring up. He even hoovered the ring. We talk about that. He respects the business of pro wrestling, the people that came before him, the people that will be coming in after him. I really, really like his stance about it too, the professionalism from him. And there's going to be a lot more to come as James is getting booked for other promotions as well in the Northwest, even on the North Wales coast. So my guest, without further ado, for episode 93 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast is UK Liverpool up and coming in the wrestling biz, James Reed. Enjoy. My guest today, all the way from Liverpool in the UK. We are back in the UK because I've done quite a bit with American guests. My guest today is pro wrestler, freestyle fighter, James Reed. All the way from Liverpool today. How's it going, mate? Hey, Stu. Thanks for having me on. You all right? Absolutely great, man. All good, and it's an honour to get you on. I just want to ask you, we were at Superstar Pro two weeks ago for the first show back. I think that would be a perfect starting point just to see how it was taking on Sam Bailey for yourself, being back in with the fans, because I know you guys had such a lengthy layoff due to COVID, no shows. So, yeah, just how was it for you 
at Superstar Pro in Kirby a couple of weeks ago, man. Yeah, it was experience, man. It just felt like it was like you were going back for your first match. Where like um, I'm usually like if you see me on a show, I'm usually outgoing, I've spoke to everyone like I speak to everyone like, you know, um and like see how people are, you know, and really talkative backstage and that and then just that shows I was like really nervous getting back. And um, I just kind of kept myself to myself until after the match. So then I was like, oh, it's done now. I can, I can talk to everyone now. So I was a bit, I was dead nervous thinking, like, it did feel like that first match. Um, nerves coming back back in, like, it's like your very first match. But, like, um, I should be all right after that now. But, um, yeah, it was experience working with Sam. Um, obviously, I was meant to rest someone else. It is what it is. Um, and, yeah, like, Sam used to train us at FS when... James Reek and Zach Gibson left, so um, it was it was nice to get him there with someone who was like had that experience and and you no, know, he was he was coaching me as well there to get back in for your first match in front of like a sellout crowd like that. It was an honour to call the match as well. Obviously, myself and Mike Angus were very close to the ring where we were, so yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the match. It was it was, it was good, man. It was good. I, I enjoyed that, man. Yeah, it's yeah. good to see you incorporating your combat sports background as well. In, into you know into the match you know getting ground base the ground base side that's why I enjoyed calling the most on my I end. did want to incorporate a lot more even Sam wanted me to but with a family crowd they're not they're not there for combat sports stuff man they just want to see big moves I hope like if I if I went to like a proper indie show I like um, where it's more like like proper fan base like you know we're like like really hardcore fans or like people really into it. Um, I could do that type of stuff where like they'd understand but like kids like family and kids and that they don't really want to see like MMA stuff or anything like that they might just like see the odd like yes kicking thing with Daniel Bryan and like they just want to be see big slams man they, they don't want to see much um, MMA stuff like I was saying in another podcast earlier um, what I've done a few months ago that I know my background it's like I don't want to be incorporating a lot of MMA stuff anymore anyway. It's like, if you want to see MMA stuff, I go watch UFC or they go watch the UFC. Like as a, as a wrestling fan anyway, I want to see wrestling. It's like, it's nice to have some MMA stuff and jujitsu stuff and stuff like that at the start and maybe a surprise towards the back end. Like, I don't know, you could do it like the technical start of it at the match and then, oh no, we like, oh, we tried the triangle or like tried the armbar towards the end kind of thing, but constantly doing it in the match. You just think, well, it's not really a wrestling fight now. It's just like a wrestler trying to fight an MMA guy. Do you know what I mean? And then if the pro wrestler goes over the MMA guy, the MMA guy looks weak and then that sport looks weak. So it's just nice to incorporate little bits in. But I am saving, like that, what you've seen is nothing. Like that was just like a little scratch of the surface. Like, um, I think you've seen about we locked up. I've done a Russian two to one on him. Then I've done um, a catch wrestling and take down on him. And then, I just literally just sat on top of him just to mess around with his wrist locks and that. I just sat on top, just um, manipulating his joint and that. And like I said, if it was like proper tech and stuff like that, the fans and the families wouldn't really be into that. Do you want to, like I said, do you want to see big slams and that? So um, I'm hopefully going to start incorporating a little bit more like takedowns than I am going to do like arm bars and stuff for that type of show. It was like, like I said, kids would like, I got like where I'd done the. Um, wrestling takedown where I got him into a Kamora lock and then kicked me foot through and he span over me that got a bit of a pop than just sitting there trying to manipulate his um, his, his hands 
you know what I mean? So I've got like, don't worry, that that like, I've got hundreds of freaking takedowns to do. So um, I'll, I'll hopefully should have what more than just that one de- next time for you. <laughs> That's yeah. it, man. That's it. How how is it going back to crowds and and different crowds? It must be nice for you to adapt. The knowing knowing your audience from show to show and who you know who who's in attendance. Yeah, um, like I said like like if you if, I don't know, let's say TNT, um, then them types of crowds where like they are look they just after pure wrestling and storytelling and stuff like that. So. Um, there's like ded- I know there's like dedicated fans who try and go like uh, like the, the old like Wrestle Island, EWP, TNT, the other Future Shock. It's always the same group, and um, you, like nine times out of ten, you will just see them on like a random show somewhere else, and they are after like the storyline, they're after like the pure wrestling stuff, like the family shows. Like I said, the kids are just after like big moves. So if you go off, oh, put them in a wrist lock and stuff like that, the kids will be like, all right now, can you pick them up and slam them now? That's what I've come to see. So like, um, but no, that crowd was man, that crowd was boss man. Um, them 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 that fat like, them fans were proper into it that day, man. Like um, they they loved Dino Mark. Like I was even, I like literally done my I done my match. I was like right sounds. I'm sitting in the crowd now. I I went and found my nephew and sat in the crowd. I like um. I said to me nephew, like my nephew's come to like loads of shows at me, and I said like, you know, what before the show? It's like, boss, it's, this is boss, this place, you know, it's like boss venue. All the all the families are proper into it, and that. And he was like, right, besides my match, like what what have you enjoyed the most? He was like, oh, like every single match I've enjoyed. I was like, really? There's not one. He went, I'm telling you now, the ball like stood out to me. So when people have been saying to you, what what did you think of the show? And I was like, well, my nephew loved it. He absolutely loved the show. So. And he's someone who's hard to get over nowadays as well. Like he's he's grown up all known about the storylines and like the selling and stuff like that. And like you just said, I couldn't find one bad match in that. He, he properly enjoyed it. So if he enjoyed it, I know the rest of the fans would have enjoyed it as well. That's high praise coming from your nephew, yeah. as you say. That, that's that's yeah. cool. That's cool, man. I think now would be the time to go back to 2018 when you started at Fighting Spirit with James Jake, Drake, and Zach Gibson. And just yet yeah, about your start there and going to the school, which was highly regarded us us as fans. You know, everyone knows of fighting spirit and, and guys that have come through that. How how was your time there doing that in twenty eighteen, yeah. starting out? It was an experience working with the man. Um, so how I got into there was like um, I, I used to do boxing. Like I felt if I put my phone up the window now, you'd be able to see the boxing gym down the road. That's that's how close I live to the freaking boxing gym. And uh, I obviously had to stop boxing. So with me, it's like, well, what do we do now? What what do we do now? Like I've always done something, and um, I like I went into bodybuilding. I didn't I didn't like it. Like um, one, it's too expensive. It's the most expensive hobby you can ever have, and it's just waiting for me. Like I'm not the type of guy to be like um, in the gym, in an arm workout, and then flexing the minute for an Instagram selfie anymore. By the way, because you might see some on my Instagram <laughs> still. But I don't do that anymore. Um, but I just didn't. I just didn't like it. But um, so I've always, I've always, like, I've always done like football and stuff like that. But um, I've always found a combat sport better for myself than I was like playing football and stuff like that. So um, I um, was where I was. I used to take my nephew to wrestling shows anyway. And like one day, I was at SmackDown randomly, and um, with him, like his dad couldn't take him, so he said, "Do you mind taking him?" So said, yeah. So we took him down. And like James Drake and Zach Gibson and that come out for a match. 
And I used to work uh, pro- for a protein company now. The shop shut. They're going to B2B. It was like business to business to the business customer no more. And uh, I've changed jobs. And um, so they used to come in the shop. And like, I never used I never used to think like anything of them. I used to think like there was no customers treated them the same as everyone else. Needs advice. I was there, blah, blah, blah. And we'd always like, have a little gab in there. And um, they come down one day, James, they come down on the ring. I remember, I remember where they were sitting. I was like in the left corner of like the arena. And he comes down. I went to my nephew, I know him. I said, I'm sure I've seen him wrestle. And I'm sure I've seen him somewhere. And then I put, I put two and two together. And it turns out he was coming in the shop. And I was just that stupid at the time to think who he was. So then that, I think that was like the Monday or the Tuesday. And then the Thursday he come in. And he was getting, it's sad that I like, I'm short, short term memory, I'm terrible with, right? But long distance memory, I could tell you what I've done like six years ago today. It's, it's, I'm weird like that. So it's, it's, I don't think I'm that weird knowing precisely what, what's going on here. So he comes in and gets his opportunity session, and I, I went out to save him. And I went to him, Do you wrestle for WWE? And he, he looked at me like proper weird, like, like, yeah, how do you know? I was at SmackDown, you know, and he was like, oh, shut up, and we got talking, and I was like, how did you get into it now? Because I thought, like, I didn't know you were training schools over there, I thought it was all, like, Americans and that, and, like, people were just coming over to wrestle, like, like that's just me, and um, he went, come down to school and have a go, I went, like, you know, I'm me down, and that's so I did, I went down, and I just, I just loved it, like, James, for my first session, I think it was only, like, two hours, two and a half hours, but he wants to shove like a lifetime's worth of knowledge down your head in such a small time. But that was every session. They just tried to fill you with as much knowledge as possible for them sessions. And that was like throughout. So like at the time, Jack Gibson weren't there. He was like wrestling in other places. Or he was with the WWE at the time, I can't remember. But eventually he come in and like, it was nice being. It was honestly, it was it was great work. I mean, he has such an head on for wrestling, man. He just he just gets wrestling to the point like it's like everything what he says is right. And I'm telling you this now, like um, I done a show. <laughs> he showed it right. I done a show right. I'm explaining this. I went to I've done a show on witness years ago, and it was actually against Steve Connor, um, Brian Adenson. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brian Adenson, and um, the ceiling was too low. Like, it was like, and my head was hitting the ceiling, and they were all laughing at me, right? <laughs> they were all laughing their heads off. So, um, the, the, that was the, say, the Sunday, or it was a weekend anyway, and I was at the session just before the weekend. Now, that session, right, um, Zach shows us, like, a bit of a hope spot, where, like, you do three pins into a cut-off. So, one was, like, a, a schoolboy, one was, like, um, a, like a, I don't know the names of them, like when we hook them and bring them down and then there was like one way you throw them into the ropes and you put the foot up and then schoolboy you again and the, the heel cuts them off. So me and Brian Ainsom were in this dilemma where we were like, we're gonna, we are gonna we need to work around the ceiling. This this was the main focal point. Like we have to work around the ceiling and like he had a bad elbow so we had to work around the bad elbow so we couldn't do much tech and stuff like that. But I was the heel, he was the, he was the face and then it come to doing that spot right and the reaction we got was boss it was just like I sent him he one pin tried to get him again second pin cut him off a little bit threw him into the ropes put his foot up sit, um, schoolboy me again he got the third pin 
and the reaction was boss. It was a bit like, you know, we're like, if you're on a show and it says applause, now, applause, now. It was a bit like that. So I sent it to Zach Gibson just to say, like, what's happened? Like I said, like, you know, the ceiling was too low and I had to use the spot and he loved it. And he said, that was boss. He said, that's got the best, re- like, like a boss reaction, what we were looking for and training. Like, it, 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 even his words were like, it was like what, like you had a show and someone's literally just saying pause at this moment, um, like applause now, applause now, because <laughs> he was getting the roll up. So, um, everything what he says, it is, it is right because look where he is now. The pair of them are really, they are running away with NXT. So, um, it was amazing working under them. But like um, again, when they went there, we had loads of different coaches. We had Chris Ridgeway, we had um, Damon Lee, we had Sam Bailey, we had Danny O. Um, we, had, we had loads, man. We had loads of people come in, and like, we, it, was, it was always like picking each brain out of like different ideas just like maybe Zach and JD's wrestling is different to like Danny Hope's or like like Danny Hope's might, might have a different thing to like um, Sam like it's always nice to just pick something from each different person and like try and put it into your own game then and go from there many facets there when you talk about them guys so that, as you say that, that's, that's incredible that's incredible now I want to get to your first match what, what was running through your mind? Because it was like July 2019, you told me that, that was the first match. Well, how, going back going back a couple of years now, how was it? What were your thoughts and feelings prior to getting in, in the ring? Uh, this, is, this is a funny one, this, you know. Um, so, the reason why I got this match is because, because of Dave Faulkner. And, um, I've been at the MMA Academy I go to for a year. Uh, David, not long, just joined as the, the MMA coach. And um, the pair of us just got talking, and then it turns out we both do pro wrestling. Like, he, I was just a trainee, he was, he was doing pro wrestling, and then he was like, no, send me, send me some of your stuff so I can have a look and see how good you are. Because he said, like, it's been a year and you haven't wrestled, that's weird, that. So, sent him the footage, and then he was messaging me, going, me, me, I, I might have you on a show here, you know, it's only like a little charity thing. And he said, but, you know, it, just see what you think of it, and if you like it, you can carry on. Because even if I didn't do a show, I love doing the training. Like I said, I had this discussion with someone yesterday. He said, if, even if I like, say X amount of years down the line, I call it a day, I still love to do the training. I, lo- I love the training for it. It's, it's great. And uh, anyway, um, so he was saying, look, we're going to get you on the show. We're telling you to try to think, so what you think, blah, blah, blah. So I got on with Joe Bolt and uh, Otis Day of the Year it was. <laughs> and it's 20 minute match. <laughs> and I hadn't. <laughs> Honestly, God, me and Joe would uh, come out of that thing sweating, dying out of breath. Like Joe, Joe was bossed away. He, he just he, like it was a boxing ring we were in, right? So I remember him. I remember Joe took up. He went, "Let me just get in the ring and see what the bumps like." And he took a bump and he come up and <gasps> oh, when it took the breath out, and he went, "Oh, me back, oh Jesus, like that." And we were like. Right, we're just going to try and wrestle around the bumps or some sort of luchador match here. And then um, we end up getting carried away with Denlin's pumping and like the crowd were really into it. Like, like because um, it was my first match, um, like all the wrestlers were like backstage coming out. All the, the whole of the area was filled and I'd be just being there going on. Like, no pressure at all. Like for my first match, like every seat was filled and I just remember walking around just going like, like this is it now. Like this is what you've been working for, you know. Let's 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 get let's get to work with this. And I absolutely enjoyed every minute of it. Like it, like Joe Walt was great to work with. He's a great lad. And um, 
when he, when he, every time someone asks what was your first match like I just think 20 minutes on the hottest day of the year it was absolutely horrible <laughs> but no it was a it was the it was a boss experience it really was I've, I just <laughs> if that isn't a test of endurance I don't know what it is by the sounds of it oh, honest, honestly I remember him sorry I remember him I think it was a rumble that day and um, Barry P. Wet comes out and I think it was meant to be like a cruiserweight um, rumble or something like that and Barry P. Wet comes out giving out custard creams <laughs> like the family <laughs> And like they go to him, you can't come in. He's like, no, no, I've like I've lost weight. I've, I was like slim of the week, so I can jump in this now. <laughs> and he just told him to leg it, and it, I think he's put uh, he's thrown out custard creams and anywhere and anywhere and everywhere. And when uh, Joe Bob got lashed out the ring, <laughs> he sat down and ate a custard cream. <laughs> he spat it out, and he was going to shut and have done that because it made me worse the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that was Barry's fault that for throwing custard creams everywhere. Bit of retro with the custard creams there. Uh, bloody hell. Bloody hell. Funny. Funny. I think um, obviously you went on you went on to wrestle for various promotions. So yeah, some memories of that. I know pre pre COVID, obviously. How how was that? Just some experience you can draw on that you remember early on. From doing the shows or the Yeah, yeah, the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like when when people say to me, like how many matches and that you've done, it's like it was more like appearances because when you're first getting out there, it really is just showing your face. Like it it was just like me coming out. So I only done here once. I only ever done here once. And um, it's weird though because I'm like always the healing training because most of the people it's like it's I don't that's only because like the person getting in with is a face. As well as me, and I'm like, I'd rather put them over and get their stuff out than my own stuff. So that's why, and it's nice to do a bit of heel stuff just in case someone does go, I need to be heel staying, I don't have a clue what to do. Anyway, so with being a face, it's um, it's just trying to get the crowd to um, to know you and like you. They don't teach you that in training, they, and which I'd love for someone to have training me for, like, um. It is just a matter of coming out. Your news goes off. It's just a matter of going, "Hi, I'm James. I'm the good guy. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm James. I'm the good guy." And it's just introducing yourself over and over and over again until they finally click on. Which was actually um, black blank canvas. It was in uh, 2020 is when I, f- I finally come out, and um, I said, "They're going, hi, I'm James. Uh, nice to meet you." It was kind of like, "Oh, it's James." we've seen him before and I was actually made up because it's like I didn't have to kind of introduce myself anymore it was like oh people know me so I was like that was like a cool time to be like oh like it's, it's actually paying off now people are starting to recognise me and see me face a bit more so that got me onto more shows it was like the more um, the more people see me um, the more I got recognised by promoters then to oh yeah I've seen you before um, to throw you on so weird it was like turn up to shows and like offer help and I've brought me stuff with me just in case you need me. That's what it literally was like. I was literally um, cancelling plans to go to a show. And like, there was at one point in October, the whole of October of 2019, I was at a show every single weekend. And I remember because my girlfriend was going nuts, going like, <laughs> you seem to be at a show, then you're going to spend the time with me. But I'm like, no, listen, you're taking on the chin now. And once, like, promoters start, like, saying to me, you know, we want you back or blah 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 or you know we want we've got a story here for you 
I don't have to kind of do this anymore. So then it'd be like, it'll be a bit more eased off. So it's like, put up with it now. And then the hour work will eventually be paid off, which it has been. Like, I guess that now, but um, it was literally just like, so like, I remember I said on a podcast lately, um, like Ryan Silver, I used to go to shows with him. And um, I remember at one point, I took my nan to the doctor's. I was sat outside in the car park waiting for it, and he rang me, what are you up to tonight? So I'm still in the clock, it's um, doctors with me now, now, so what's up? He said, do you want to come to Bolton for this, um, this wrestling promotion? I went, you know what, yeah, go ahead, I'm, I'm going. So I start, I start, that's when I started distancing myself from training. But someone did say to me, like, you've got to stop thinking now that you're a trainee. You've got to start thinking you're a pro wrestler, not a trainee. You need to start distancing yourself from, from training, where... I used to think, no, training's a priority. I started thinking, well, if I'm not at a show this weekend or on a show, I'm going to training still to, to keep the ring rust away. So I was only going there once a week and trying to work training around shows, so that um, shows around training kind of thing. So, um, but doing that as well, though, like, um, so, like, I dropped my nan off, literally ran home, put my stuff in a bag. Um, Ryan got dropped off to ours, and then I drove the rest of them all the way to Bolton. And from doing that that, that, that guy that was on your charity show that night, and now that guy's actually running Bolton Town Wrestling. And just doing stuff like that, and like I'm on his promotion now, just doing stuff like that, like um, cancelling your plans and just going, last minute things, was like the extra mile of like getting on shows and stuff like that, you know, just like if I, did, if I weren't there, like the guy wouldn't know me. Like I messaged him saying, you know, uh, like uh, a few months ago, he was saying, oh, wait, I've seen you book doing a post now, and... No, do you remember me? It was only the one time. So, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, happily, to have, happily to have you. So, stuff like that. So if I didn't go, I wouldn't be on this motion. Well, I wouldn't have had the experience. So, it was just getting out there, doing little shows. And, like, it was, like, doing battle royales, rumbles, dark matches. Um, it's just getting my face out there now. It's the point now it's, like, I'm, like the, the shows I'm on, I'm on now, like, I'm happy to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to have that number amount of shows because, like, promotions, because... I don't really want to be traveling like to like likes of like miles away to like um to like put things now up again when it's like my like being a sport worker it's like I feel like I'm like putting my life around work it's not work around life mm-hmm. where like I was work, where where's work now do you all like that protein place it was like where it was like work around life it's life around work so it's like I need to really be giving these people like four weeks in advance um notice when I need a day off and stuff like that, and, like, I can't really be, like, um, running off to, like, um, shows, like, miles away no more to set to a ring when I need to be back and making sure I'm there for the people support and stuff like that. So, like, the shows I'm on now is, like, that's that's a happily amount I can happily do. And um, they've all given me plenty of time, dates-wise as well, knowing, like, what my job is in that. So they've even gone the extra mile for me to give to make sure I get them dates off for them and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, work has paid off. It's just, you just need to, like, Jack and, uh, and James Drake would always say, like, um, you need to be at shows, either watching them or help setting up or just letting them know who you are. You just go up and just speak to them after the show and it goes the extra mile so they know in future. Like, I've seen this guy a few times before, you know what, I might go home on one day or have a look at his stuff and that. So if I didn't do all of that, I probably wouldn't have been noticed and still would have just been like a little trainee, just locked away kind of doing what he's doing still. That's cool, man. That's good. You know what? That's sound advice for people wanting to get in to pro wrestling as well, James. 
they take a lot from that. What you know, what you have to do, what you have to sacrifice. Uh, so yeah, there's good, good, uh, good words, good words up for people wanting to step in. You know, knowing knowing what it's going to take to to get to you know where you are now. That's what that's why. Honestly, take. that that come from that come from um, Zach and Jim yeah. Street, man. It's just like they told you that, and like others, like the likes of like I said, like Danny Open, Sam Bailey, man. Um, and they're telling you go to shows, go help out, go and meet the promoter, just go and watch, go and support your friends. And if that's coming from them and where they are in wrestling, either the independents over here or like NXT over there, you know it's the best advice you could get in wrestling. Cool, man. Cool. All right. I think now we need to talk about some matches that you've had that stand out and guys you've been in with. Just, uh, yeah, some, some of the matches you remember fondly. Uh, well, that the the, the um, my first match is always going to stand with me anyway. That, that it was just the crippling heat. I was just like twenty minutes. My first match I was only expecting like five. <laughs> That's always <laughs> still with me. <laughs> so I've wrestled like to like Sam Pitbull. That was an experience. Um, again, that was just like a little cha- that was a little charity match. But then it was like Sam. Um, Sam's had experience of like going to like. He, I think he was in like Taz's dojo. Was because I bought him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was like it comes from everyone really. At this point, it's like it doesn't matter who you wrestle. They, they're always it's like you could plan this match, and as I as I put this, it's like everyone's got a different piece of how to like plan a match. So what I'm saying like where. Sam went to um, went to like Taz's dojo and that he's got some experience from him. He's got like obviously Taz got a way of planning the, planning the match. Obviously, Sam would have like took that from him, implemented it, and it's like right, Sam, um, do you want to try this? And he'll go, yeah, okay, okay, but let's do this though. Let's and he'll he'll twist. Someone's always got a twist on it, or someone's always got another. It's like a similar way to then make it that. Bit better than what you were like planning in your head, kind of thing. So with Sam, it was like you you just kept it basic as possible, and he was just like, you know, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that, which it was. And yeah, that was one of the ones what stood out for me because again, after wrestling with him, that ends up getting getting me in with the BWP then, and then tag teaming with him. That was like um, tagging with him was my second to last match. I didn't expect to do that because. Um, it was meant to be. It was meant to be Dave versus Sam against me to last. And obviously, Dave took sick, and then um, Dave put me forward to wrestle with Sam. So if it, so if I didn't like meet Sam and wrestle him, just let him, just let him know, like you know, this is me, this is how I wrestle him. He probably wouldn't have given me a chance if, if if he didn't. But obviously, he did take the chance. He knew how good it was, and then um, he put me on to. Um, BWP then who starts giving me more of a chance and give me the rumble and stuff so little bits like that got, have gone a long way I've wrestled the likes of like Matt Davis and Drill in a, in a triple threat and then like again it's like you can plan a match but then people that this experience like, like I said Drill like Sam just, just gone um, um, and then Sa- like Sam Bailey and me just gone like Sam then like you can like give them like do you want to do this, 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 and see what you think? Then they go, right, we can do X, Y, Z, but then let's change this, though. Let's add this, and you go, oh, yeah, 
I didn't, I didn't think of that. So it's like where you're going, like up and like like kind of that plan in the match. They just go right, we'll do that, and then they'll just straighten it out. It, it's 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 just it's just unsigned again. It's just like di- it's like different people's experience of how how they plan matches. It's like it's like T Bone as well. It's like um, I had like these ideas to do like for me shine, and he went um, my my shine used to be um, sleep lead bypass dropkick. That was it. And he went no, stretch it out. And so I said, right, if you know, if you throw me out the ring, I'll kick you anyway, like stretch it out more. He said, do it. And I actually took this, I actually took his advice for this one and put it on the show against Sam Bailey just then. I said to Sam, if you throw me over, I said to him, I said to him, T Bone done this with me. I said to him, if you throw me over, I'll give you a head kick. And I said, if you go to a corner, I'll come over and, and go for a monkey flip, but obviously hold me and then throw me. And that's what T Bone done with me. He said, what I'll do is, I'll go to a I'll go to a corner, come over to me, I'll throw you off, duck one, but with T bone, it was just a quick drop it, but with Sam I done like a GYV thing where it was like hit him in the knees, come back up, hit him in the head. It is what it is. Um, but with T bone as well, um, if I didn't wrestle with him, I wouldn't have took that idea and implemented it on. So again, it's like you you're wrestling like people and you're taking their tips and ideas so we're like Say, so say if me and you wrestled and you had this idea which was similar to like what I'd done with someone from a, a previous match I went, oh yeah like you know well you, we know with that idea they said to do this and it worked you know so it's like it's like I'm like as much as I'm doing shows I'm still picking people's heads as well as like obviously like the coach of FS and like Claw now with Sona and Lizzie I'm still picking um, people's heads to see how they and then carrying on over over so every every match has been experienced. Like I said, I've had Sam Pitbull, I've had Dylan with Civil Threat, I've had Tyson T Bone, I've had Sam Bailey just gone. Uh, I've had Paradox. Again, I've either tagged with them or I've tagged against them. Again, the the lads who were so easy to work with and that and like they're so well over at Wrestle Island as well. So like a boss experience with them, just said on a recent podcast was like um Wrestle Island, um he give me a chance in the rumble. He said, "No, get we'll get jump in the rumble. So I'll show your face." The Islanders will know. And again, it wasn't to the point where it was like, "Hi, I'm James. Nice to meet you." This is the point where people knew who I was coming out, and they were cheering for me. It was like, "Oh, like you know, like don't forget though, Wrestle Islanders still got that rivalry with BWP at the time because we were running the Paradox versus Dogs of War." So um, even though I was like with Dogs of War for the whole thing um, through Dave and Sam. Um, people still kind of cheer for me to come out to wrestle. I said, oh, cool. So obviously when I eliminated um, Gina and Joe, it was just me in the ring. And then Connor comes out. And then it was just that moment of just like, the fans were just like, were like invited in basically to the moment of me and Connor being in the ring at the same time. So it was like, oh, it's like a paradox and a, a dog of war. Like, guy who fills in the spot when Dave was <laughs> not there so it was like it was kind of like a big it's like a little, little build up to a quick thing so it was like yeah, people were shouting Jay's from one side people were shouting Connor from one side it was it was cool to just be in that type of moment man it was kind of surreal for me it's like like this is a, this is a cool moment so, so it was just like wait there a minute like just, just take this in and like we were like egging the crowd on more to keep going and then you know we ran the spots and that and then um you know, it's, it's always it's, every match has been some different experience where I can then like I've always been told like you need to start working crowd more and stuff like that. So um, 
experience like the rest of Ireland but then that's experience like saying like work the crowd more and like I need to and that's what I need to do so like um, I've been through lockdown that I have like the only wrestling I watch is really old wrestling so like I've been watching a lot of uh, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy the Dragon Steamboat and the way he sells it's not like a quick oh he's like he's like he's hitting it and he's showing the crowd like oh I kind of need you do you know what I mean he's like that's all I'm trying to like sell towards like the crowd say like oh like Try and invite them in and get them in more. If it makes sense, it it, it just it kind of makes sense to me. Someone's probably shaking their head going, "I don't have a clue what you're saying." Like, but <laughs> I'm just trying to like. That's what I need to do at the minute. It's like it's just like time, like get the crowd in and like time be more past the crowd kind of things where I can get them going, and get them behind me more than them kind of like where I'm still, like kind of folks on the match hands. Like at the point at the minute, I'm still like. Yeah, I'm still in kind of like fight mode in my head. Like, um, like I've just posted a picture on my Instagram and I'll zoom in on my face and I'm like proper staring out Sam Bailey. And it's the same face I used to give people when I used to box. And I remember, I remember the quote on that Instagram picture, right? was a Mike Tyson one. I remember having the Mike Tyson DVD years ago. I threw it on. And when he said that, he said like staring people out if they if they look away, you know, you've got them. Mm. And he went wrong. Because mm. every time he used to stare people out in the opposite corner, I remember the guy from Preston, um, he was looking left, right, anywhere but me. And I thought, I've got you. And I ended up beating him. I ended up getting a fight the night, and I beat him that night. So that was always one to remember. So um, I was looking at him, and I was just like, that's the look I used to give people. But then where I'm, where I'm in fight mode, though, like, I'm focused on him. I'm not focused on, like, doing the job at hand, and then, kind of entertaining the crowd at the same time. Do you know what I mean? I'm just thinking like, go, go, get the job done, just keep on them, keep on them. So they're being like, be on them a bit. Oh, entertain the crowds, bring them more into it, bring them more, invite them more into it, let them be a part of the moment. So I still need that experience of like, I need to like take time of like, thinking like to myself, right, you've done your little bit, show out to the fans, bring, invite them in. And so, yeah, that's what I'm up to. Evoking the emotion, I think, would be the way way you're terming that. Getting that with the with the yeah. crowd. So yeah, that, that's cool. That's cool, man. Any guys? I'm sure there's a list of guys. Some guys off the top of your head that you'd like to share the ring with. You'd like to pit your wits against to develop you in 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 pro wrestling. Is there any guys that you'd like? Maybe on the UK circuit, and maybe we'll we'll look a bit further then, like worldwide. I mean, I'll fight anyone. With me, I'm not bothered. But the people who are like stand out for me at the minute, who I, I like, I'd really like to do it with before I do call it a day. Um, I've said Danny Oak because me when Danny was teaching at um, FS, I used to I used to show Danny Oak some catch wrestling stuff, and like there was actually a move I shown him, and Daniel Bryan actually tried it against Roman Reigns in a. Um, it was, I think it was in um, like, oh, I can't even, what was, what was Fastlane? That's it, Fastlane had battleground on me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Fastlane it was. And he tr- he was at the start, like, he, like having fun with him and he tried to whip him up and he, he, he totally missed the mark off it. But I sent a picture to Danny Open said, do you, do you recognise that move? And he was like, I do exactly know what you're on about. So uh, when, me, when I used to show the, the, um, the classes with Danny, Danny would be like, it's either we're doing this today or we'd, like, we'd have like an open ring session. 
So we had like an open ring session, was like kind of do what you want, or like you know if you need to pull Daddy, he'll go over you with stuff and that. So like Daddy helped me with me Randy Orton suplexing because he does it as well. So he helped me get get better with that and helped me implement it more. So um, I used to grab him and be like, hey, oh, do you want to come to show you this? And then like we we I'd be showing him bits and then techie stuff, and then he'd show me techie stuff, and then like um, we'd have like videos from like world of world of sport wrestling kind of thing, and. Um, We'd be like, do you want to try this? And the parents would go, go through it and stuff like that. So it's someone I definitely love to wrestle. It, um, sorry, excuse me. Um, Ryan Davis is one because um, obviously with his boxing background, my boxing background, hopefully we can give people a fight more than a, uh, than a wrestling match. So that would be cool um, to use that. Um, that's I'm really, um, I'm starting to think, because I'm starting to think of more people who've like, kind of taught me as well. Like I said, Damon Lee, um, he was he was he was always um, he he was always there to train my name. It's like I, it's like when we got to training, it was like it's the same with Tony Davis. Actually, I said this all the time. I talk, I talk about that now. But with Damon, it was like, "Hi, he's all right." And then the minute training started, it was like, "Now we're training now." And then it was just it, it was more based around fitness at the start. He'd get us doing like a deck of cards at the start of every every session when he used to pop down and help. And then, um, and then he'd start like helping us do other things. It was like lo- loads of tech stuff, loads of basic tech stuff. What you've never thought about or seen, and like he'd always used to say about um, about him and Joey always training, and then it, like Joey A's always training. And then um, he's definitely someone I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to wrestle. I'd love to wrestle Tyson Debold again because because I'd like to see how I got on this time compared to last time because I did I. With the adrenaline, that is always a bit rushful with some people on that, which it was for me. It was like when we got the ring, it was like, just make sure you slow down and stuff. So, again, I'd like to see how we get on this time compared to last time. Um, like, Sona Dyson, again, like I keep saying, this is singing his praises and claw. Like, again, he's someone who's like, you come in, are you okay? But the minute training starts, it's just right, we're here to work. Mm. I'll speak to you after the session. And... It's it speaks for himself, man. Like look look at where he is. You know, I think it's like future shock champion, TNT champion. Um he is it's working with him is 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 being more of like say it's being more of like a, a, a bit of a fresh start again. It's like with, with me, it's like it's like when I go to training, it's like I look like a crank. It's but it's not because I'm there to work mm-hmm. and say so if I've got time, I'll speak to you. Like, if you see me in the gym, it's like Come over and speak to me in the gym. Like, are you all right? Everything okay between sets? But it's like, wait there a minute. Like, I'm, I'm literally just to, to, to do this. Just like, I'll have a good gab to you after the session. But you know, between this and that. So with him, it's the, it's the same mentality. So like, I've had people in training say to me, like, are you all right? Are you all right? Because you see him. I'm like, no, I am. I'm just switched on. It's just when you'll see me more relaxed after the session. I can have a gab with you all day, every day. It's just during the session. <laughs> It's like I'm switched on. So again, it's like Sona. Like I'd love to wrestle Sona. And then um, Chris Ridgeway would have been good. I think the clash of styles there, like my grappling backgrounds and his karate background would, would be all right to see how that goes as well. And that, that's it really. I haven't really thought much about, about who I want to wrestle. It's just who, who the promoter wants me to wrestle that day. I just turn up, do what I need to do and hopefully they enjoy it. It's good to hear that like, all business there, you know, where you are, you're focused. I, I like that. It, I like that. It's a good, it's a great, you know, it's good to hear from you guys. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, 
The blinker, yeah, grab the blinkers on that, so I'm taking away from you. It literally is me right and telling you know, it's like that's what I'm trying to say before with that match. It's like it's a blessing and a case. It's like I am there to do what I need to do, but at the same time, I need to like realize, you know, and I need to, I need to realize, like, you know, make sure you invite the crowd in as, as much as you're taking as a, a serious sport. Like, it's the difference between Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart. Hulk Hogan was an entertainer, Bret Hart treated it like a real sport. I treat it like a real sport. So if it, I'm training like a, to, to treat it like a real sport, do you know what I mean? Like when you see me in the gym and stuff like that, I'm training like for real. I'm, I'm here to like, uh, I'm not here to mess about when I'm here. I'm here to train. I'll mess about after the session or before the session, but when I'm here, I'm switched on. But um, that's what I need to find. I mean, it's like as much as I'm treating it like a real sport, when I'm in there, I just need to make sure I'm <laughs> entertaining the crowd as well. Cool man, that'll that'll come, that'll come absolutely, absolutely. Who who was some of your inspirations? I'm sure you watched wrestling as a kid. Yeah, James <laughs> Reed, James Reed's inspirations as a kid, and then obviously now now that you're in the business, and guys, yeah, guys, when, when, stood out. When we were kids, man, like like four, like there was four of us, like four brothers, like and like we were all like wrestling nut jobs when we were kids. Like I remember having the NWO Hulk Hogan. With a steel chain, he had the spray paint can and everything. I thought he was just boss. And I used to like sit him on the seat of a night and stuff like that before I went to bed. And yeah, I was a proper years old. But like, I was more into like NWO and stuff like that because we didn't have Sky at the time. So we, I used to like sit up past, I think it was like nine o'clock after Cartoon Network had finished, and uh, WCW would start. Yeah. And it, it eventually, when we got um, Sky and stuff like that, I was able to watch the WWF um, back then. But um, I remember years ago, though, uh, my brother's like nine years older than me, like the eldest is, so um, that's coming from like the likes of his lifetime as well. So like, I remember having like, I think it was SummerSlam on tape, and it was, I always remember this match, it was always Hulk Hogan and Bruce's the Barber Beefcake versus uh, Macho Man and Zeus, and that whole show, you think that this is this is boss, but I love all, I, I love all that old type of wrestling, and then. I was a proper weirdo in, in primary school because I could do the rock's eyebrow. Because I could raise one eyebrow, I used to be obsessed with the rock. So, uh, but the more I get older now, where like I was a Hulk, uh, I'm a Hulk fan, you know, I was a really Hulkamania fan. Uh, I, was a, I was a rock fan and that. I, I am looking at more people who, who do treat like a better a sport than just the entertaining value. So like the rock was, the rock was an entertainer. Do you know what I mean? Um, Hulk Hogan wasn't in seen it. I'm looking more at, at, at like likes of um, um, Dynamite Kid now, Bret Hart. Like, I literally watched the other week before In Your House come on NXT. That week I watched all your In Your Houses with Bret Hart on them, on the, the network. And I'm looking at more people who just take it a bit more serious than just the odd entertainer. And I'm like, I'm looking at more like Jimmy the Dragon Steamboat. I watch more of like um, the ECW. As well, I, I, I love ECW, man. So, um, like, Tajiri and um, they're, they're super crazy. Their matches with the Apple Boss. They're, like, they're going back and forth with the tech and, like, having the standoffs and stuff like that. So, um, it's like, back back then, it was like, it was like The Rock, um, Hulk Hogan, and then, like, stuff like that. But now it's more of, like, seeing, like, the likes of Demon and Go, seeing the likes of Bret Hart, seeing the likes of Dynamite Kids. I'm starting to... I'm starting to develop more now. It's like I'd rather watch them over the entertainers. Get what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brat Hartz, Brat Hartsman is still my favourite to this day. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you've spoke about it. You used to have the glasses as well. You I had the glasses. SummerSlam, SummerSlam '92. I was obviously there. I've said this various times, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. like right. My what brother went. My two brothers went. Yeah, my two brothers went. They all went. And the um, the the um, big and got the glasses and everything. They, I let my brother tell you they went years and years ago. The old Wembley. Yeah, '92. Uh, crazy. I wish I was a bit older going to that show. I appreciated it, but I was six years old at the time. So you know when you like remember yeah. you remember little bits and bobs. Like, one thing that stands out to me was Lennox Lewis behind Bulldog with the Union Jack. Yeah. That was like a moment I always remember looking up at the big screen that was above the ring and uh, yeah, just things. Just I'll, think I'll... how cool it would have been, though, right? Being that age and watching the likes of like um, L- LOD come out with the motorbikes yeah, and then, stuff like that. That was a big boss to watch that man, and and it's how it's how fun they speak about that event over there even now, and and people yeah, who yeah. couldn't make it, it's still on a pedestal. You know they say about the WrestleManias and stuff like that, but I, I, that's even for the guys. I'd like to know if they could do it now, though. I'd love to know if they could do New Wembley now, like if they could do if they could sell that out. I, 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 I think a big, know. I think a big show. If it was a SummerSlam again, say, yeah, I, I don't think they'd have any issues selling ninety thousand tickets. You know, I think there'd be yeah. enough of, of a want to do it. But then you know, year from Triple H, that they're not, they're not going to do a big pay per view like that again. But yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd never say never, James. Yeah, I'm more of an NXT guy than I am me, me in Boston. I like him. Um, I went to Blackpool take over twice. I was there when um, the lads won the tag team titles. I was there when. Um, um, yeah, I was, I was there the second time when they had the ladder match and stuff like that. And the atmosphere, what the NXT fans bring to, compared to main roster's boss, like like the, the chance of like, are you watching Vince McMahon? It's like it's like, it's like football chance for wrestling. So they are more, the more dedicated and they want to see wrestling than the, and the storylines than just go big move, big move, big move like a little family show. So um. I'd like to see if they can do it with NXT. They probably, probably won't be able to do it with Wembley and NXT, but I think main roster will probably be able to do it if they feel like a SummerSlam or like even a WrestleMania in there. I think a, a WrestleMania would definitely sell that place out. They couldn't cut. I'll tell you a story about us going over to America and there was people on the WWE travel package and they were all sat in one area. The main bulk of the people were from the UK. I'm sat the other side of the arena for Raw now on the Monday after WrestleMania. This has happened various times. The Americans couldn't cope with the chanting. They were chanting travel package, travel package, and all this, right? Mm. And the Americans like, we don't give a fuck about your travel package. <laughs> but it's the, just the noise reverberating around the arena. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, man. Just, just, just going off what you're saying about UK, European crowds, and the way we chant, and, you know, the way we're uh, very, you know, vocal. And just, they can't, they can't cope with this. I'll tell you that now. When well, we're... It's boss to see, man. Honestly, like when I was there at Blackpool, I just, I just, yeah. I was at the back row. Toward at the exit, and um, like you can see me fat head at one point on one. <laughs> on one of the video. I actually what I actually watched it the other day because I wants to watch um, I wants to watch Finn Balor versus Devlin, and then I watched Devlin versus um, um, Tyler Bates in the second yeah. one, and then it was Finn Balor versus um, Devlin, and you could see me fat head at the back towards <laughs> the exit. But I remember just sitting there and just watching. And like I just taking the atmosphere in of everyone like just screaming like are you watching Vince McMahon and all like this is NXT or like take your shoes off if you but it was just it was just all age, you know what I mean? So 
you don't see that with, like uh, with casual fans going to, like the Echo Arena. Just to have like a day out with the family. You don't you don't see none of that. It's just it is just more NXT based all that stuff. I think going back back to like what you liked as a kid, maybe some matches that stand out. I know you've obviously said about SummerSlam 1989 there, Macho Man, Zeus versus Beefcake yeah. and Hogan. Some some others that like jog your memory back maybe that, that, that stand out. I know there could be, we could be talking about hundreds of matches here, but yeah, some that stand out. Um, Bret Hart and Owen Hart, that cage match, what they had, that's always stood out for me. That, that's easily one of Bret Hart's best matches that, Easily, but if I, um, it, I tell you what, always just stood out for me for the kids. Remember when he's on the invasion? That was like, honestly, God, right? That invasion, the whole invasion thing with WCW, ECW, WWE, going into school, the whole invasion story and stuff like that was like going in, talking about these things, but it was not like wrestling. Mm. So we all get into the playground, first thing. Did you see what happens? Like, oh, did you see Stone Cold turn? Team with them, and he's with like everyone was talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then like one of my first pay per views, right? I think it was no, it was no way out, and it was the build up of like Cactus Jack versus Triple H, mm. and that was my first pay per view. They didn't know I was like, I must have been like year four, year five, <laughs> and my parents didn't know. <laughs> I was sat up watching it like two, three o'clock in the morning. I got to tell you, I'm dead. Love that's a run that he second elder brother like ran down the stairs to, to <laughs> put the Sky Sports on. I was blagging that I was asleep though, and <laughs> I went. I, I was sharing a little. I was sharing a room with a little brother at the time, so like uh, he's ran down the stairs, put it on. He's legged it back into his room. I'm, I've got the. Te- I've got to tell you, I'm as low as I can. I'm like I've jumped out of the bed to sit closer to the telly so I can hear what's going on. And again, that build up of all, like, like um, McFoley saying, you're not going to get Bankines, and then you're going to get Cactus Jack, that was cool. And then, like, Cactus Jack and Tablage on top of the cell, where he's got the two-by-four with barbed wire around, and he's, he's listening on, on fire or whatever he's done with it, and then he just goes crashing down through the hell in the cell and breaks the ring. Like, stuff like that's always still with me, man. Yeah, stuff like that's always still with me. Great time, and I'm more like early nineties. Obviously, late, late, late eighties as well. Bit prior to when I was watching, but yeah, great, great time. Do you see much of the current product? I know you said you watch NXT, NXT UK. Not, not so much main roster. Well, what, what do you think of how how it is now and the way it's been over the last like twelve, eighteen months with what's been going on? I have liked the build up of um, Edge and Roman Reigns. Um, I, 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 I'm not like a complete. I do not watch main roster no more. I don't. I'm not no, like that. No. It's like it's. Yeah. It's like I'm. I just don't get up to watch it all. Like mm-hmm. I'll catch up with it down the line, or like I just watch like certain matches. Like um, I said this to Dino Mac the day. Like I don't. I don't watch the whole show no more. I just like to see. I, I just like the odd little storyline. So when I seen him and Chris Ridgeway were on Progress, I didn't. I, I didn't really sit and watch the whole Progress show. Only really watched the put on Dino Max I was, and then I watched the NC with Chuck Mambo. And that was it. It's not like it's not like no, no. It's just it's just I, I like certain things. I just want yeah. to watch them. So when um, I I just like watching the whole Edge coming back, and then like it's like is he a face or a heel? Because the face turns and I'm like dead angry. And you like you don't know whether you like it a face or a heel here at the minute. But um, I'm 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 enjoying watching Edge's return, and I do think he. He deserves more of a crowd, man. So I can't wait to see like him in front of a crowd. Like he's obviously been gone for like X amount of years with his neck and stuff like that. So it'll be good to see him in front of a crowd again. Like look what it meant to um, the girls' main events. Like they were crying. 
was doing front of a crowd after the year um, WrestleMania event and that for the women's title and they just tried not to cry they were trying to hold their emotions back because of the long waiting the crowds do make a massive difference do you know what I mean so um, when I'm watching like the progress or you're watching NXT UK or like NXT and they're all like main lost they're all doing it behind closed doors they're not in front of crowds so like it's like when when I've seen before like um, when I'm doing wrist holds or like tech in front of a family show they're not really there for that they don't, they want it, they don't want to see any of that so you're like this isn't getting the reaction what I thought it would get so you'd go into something else where you'll get a reaction where like um, like NXT, like likes of NXT fans where it was like they were really into it stuff like that when you're doing these wrist holds and that they're into it they, they know what they're looking for so they'd be more into it so with the likes of WWE behind being closed doors they're probably being like oh I would they like having to sell out and show out to something what would have reacted and it must have been weird for them because I had a thought it was there we like turn up and be like, like yeah and be like oh yeah it's going to be good seeing the fans back man it's a good point what you're saying there you know where these people moan I, I, I watch Raw and Smackdown it's awful internet wrestling community yeah. just, just the way it is don't watch it then is what I say I know that's the easy way to, to look mm-hmm. at it don't moan and they moan and moan and moan but they still watch it week on week then you see these shows online now you know where they're like reviewing the show and they're just slagging it they're just slagging it to high heaven what's the point what's the point like the stuff you can take like you're saying we cherry pick because we've got that much going on you can cherry pick what you want to watch yeah it's like Like, I agree with you there it's like say if you're not interested in I I don't know say if you're not interested in like storyline eh? So you, you you jump on Twitter and you say, Jesus Christ, WWE, what are you doing? Or like, AEW, whatever you're watching, what are you doing? You're calling it for everyone, but then you're you in testimony storyline B. Mm. Just stick with storyline B then. So like, I, I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm going to do the storylines to me and that. Like, um, to God, to, to swear to God, I'm sick of seeing Rey Mysterio family storylines. Mm. Every storyline he's ever been into, it's always been about family. If I want to watch some about family, I go watch Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Again, yeah. that was a terrible film yeah. the other day, but it's always about our family, how strong. All right, I, I, I get the point. Yeah, been yeah, it for yeah, past yeah. like X month years, but um, so I kind of don't watch Rey Mysterio storylines no more. But um, like the likes of Edge's storyline, I'm interested in. It's like, like when they had that super fight with him and Daniel Bryan and Roman, that was a that was a boss match. But it was like I'd sooner have had Edge versus Roman because I wants to see will he let Edge beat him? Mm. Will he let the, obviously mm. when that type of fair happened I knew exactly what was going to happen but I was a bit like it would be nice to see if he would let Edge win and see if he had a bit of a title run and stuff like that but or maybe they're not even thinking we'll build it up and build it up and then when we're in front of a crowd he'll get the reaction we're looking for because it's probably better reaction in front of a crowd than people on the TV screen like chanting and like, like waving in the background do you know what I mean? But um, like you just said, there, if you're not interested in it, it's like just stick to a storyline like you like then. Even even yeah. if, James, even if there was a bit of balance to it, mm-hmm. whereby, right, I didn't enjoy that, but I re- it's just it's just they moan and moan and moan. There must have been something mm-hmm. in those two, three hours on the weekly show that they've gravitated to. You know, WWE is still the biggest th- thing in town, regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it's just, it, it baffles me sometimes, you know. They're not, they're the not fans. Time, they're not fans yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. The way they go on. Like, the amount of times I tell people, "I'll oh, go watch the Independence before the yeah, yeah. I say, I say to them, "Like these are people who are trying to make it. 
trying to get there, so they are going to try and try harder than they are in like the likes of WWE. Like uh, NXT, they're trying to get onto the main roster, so they are trying out to rail. So if you're not interested in the main roster, don't watch NXT or NXT UK. Because again, NXT UK, you're just trying to make it over there. NXT are trying to make it in there. But then if you want to really see people really trying to make it somewhere in there, go and watch independent wrestling. Then. Just go to a show, turn up. Like I'm always telling the lads in, at the gym and stuff like that, oh, oh, how are you getting on? Doing all right. Oh, when's your next show? And I'll tell them and they'll go, yeah, but you know, when I was young, I was watching WWE and that and they, they'll mention like their old matches and that. But I'm like, well, why don't you come and watch an independent show, right? And see how you get on. Because I'm going to tell you now, like, a lot more people go to independent shows and proper fans go to independent shows than they do if SmackDown was on the Echo Arena. Like again, the Echo Arena or something like that, it's just like, just take your kids on a day out, just say you've been. That's it, really. That's good, that's good man. I'll tell you what as well, yeah. you, you guys don't think anything of it. You know this site where you hear, you hear about it off the, the old school guys, veterans around the world wrestling, setting up the ring before a show. I was watching you guys at Superstar yep. two weeks ago. I know you won't <laughs> think anything of it, you just do it. Not only that, mate, you were hoovering the canvas. The hoover, yeah. You were in there. <laughs> you know, as much as you're there to do the show, and I know it, it's cliche, the wrestlers set the ring up, that's, you pay your dues. It was, it was nice to see uh, prior to the show, you guys having you know the camaraderie, oh, setting the ring. Even you just hoovering the canvas. I took a lot away from that. Respecting what you know when you, you know prior to getting into that ring, just that it's, it was it was amazing. That, it was yeah. amazing to say. I said to Angus, "Sorry, I let you answer." No, 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 go on, no, go on. Um, no, no, I appreciate. No, I appreciate that, man. Honestly, um, like you're right there with that what you're saying because um, when I got there that day, I, I come in a bit late. Um, you know, if you weren't even ready to leave the house, so I was sat waiting for him for ages. And um, I got there, and I noticed the ring was like half done, and um, the lads were still putting it together. And um, the minute I got in there, like every other show I've been at, it has just been say hello to everyone, just say hello to everyone, see how they've all been doing, and then set up. But with me, it was like that day. It was like this: this ring needs going up. So let's see. As I got in there, I literally put my bags down and got straight in at the ring. It needs to go for them for me to go and speak to everyone on that. I did see how dirty the mat was because the way it got kept and that's why I hoovered it. It is like it's like the way Walter says, like um, it's sacred. Like I'm coming into someone's sport. This isn't my sport. I'm coming into someone's sport, so I'm showing me respect over that by hoovering it. Like even when the Hoover went there, I was brushing I was signs of brushing with that big and little crappy little brush. What way to doing <laughs> it to the fella said, there is a hoover, mate. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm respecting someone's sport here, do you know what I mean? This isn't yeah. my main sport. This is like people who've grew up with it. They haven't got a background in football or whatever. They've gone straight into wrestling. And um, I'm, I'm respecting someone else's sport here, do you know what I mean? It's like when I'm in jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, I'm, I'm always helping at the end of the mats, like brush it, like at, at the end sessions, like hoovering the floor and mopping the floor with the guy who owns it, stuff like that. And um, it, it like because of my hard work through Ring Crew, it gets noticed more by promoters. Mm-hmm. So I was always the first one and the last one out. It cost me hours some days from like um, from doing it, where like you'd be there for ages putting it up and then be there for ages to set to assemble it. But then it, it gets me other places as well because if someone sees how hard you work with Ring Crew, then then people put you forward to the Ring Crew like, oh, I'm Ring Crew at this place. You want to jump on with us because you're putting a graft in now. And then promoters will see how hard you're working and then put you through for shows. They reward you by saying, you know what, mate, you're not being put in a graft in. Um, 
jump in. But no, I'm glad to see you. Not like other people would have been like, oh, it's just hoover mm. the um, the ring, what whatever. But to me, it was like, no, I'm like, I'm respecting someone else's sport here. I'm making sure it's it's clean. Do you know what I mean? Great ethos to have. Incredible. It's incredible to me. You know, I'm not a wrestler, but it was good to see. I'll tell you what as well, been to loads of shows all over the world and stuff, but seeing you guys take bumps in the ring as well and being so close to the ring, my day, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I had to look into doing it, doing getting into it in other ways, doing the podcast, obviously, then going on to commentary now. So I, I appreciate what you guys put your bodies through, I tell you. Yeah, the, um, the bumps just take getting used to. Like um, the first session I done at FS, um, I've still got the picture now. My back had all kinds of red marks all over it, and um, that was from running the ropes and stuff like that. And then like um, on Friday session at Claw, like Sona just said, you know what we'll do? We'll go over like some moves. Like he's done suplexes, you know, backdrop, this, that, and the other. And um, being in mind, I haven't like. Um, Prolapsed me disc last year. I mentioned on the last another podcast, and um, I hadn't been able to train properly, or like I didn't even get into fighting spirit to like train and see the lads before they went to NXT. And um, so taking bumps again, I'm like eager to go for it, but my body's like, no, don't. Like it's still, but once I do it, I'm, I'm fine. Like it's just me overreacting. Um, like I remember Dave actually set up the Superstar Pro Ring for us to use and he just wants to see the size of it get the nice new tape on it and give a good clean and stuff like that and he left it up and I go down and just try and run the ropes and stuff like that with this prolapse disc I swear to god I was like the undertaker of that documentary trying to run the ring I was just in a bad way I was just like oh I shouldn't be doing this I think like this is this is finished and that and then once my back was fixed and that I was like you know what I'll go down <laughs> give it a go and um um, I went to go and do a back bump. It's like my right side, my body was like go, and then my left side stood still. And was like nope, and I was like oh, trying to force for a back bump. So all this side I was waiting to go, but then my left side was like no, you're not going nowhere. And then I was like all right, time I'll try and jump in and out the ropes. And um, my body was like ready to go, and then again my body was like no, you're not doing it. So I was like trying to get back into it again, which I ended up doing. And then anyway, this, the point of the story for Friday was in. Um, I haven't took any suplexes or anything like that. Like, I got flatlined by um, Sam. I didn't take any mad suplexes or anything like, or body slam or anything like that in the match. Um, that wasn't suiting me back. It was just the way the heat ran. And um, so, to put new boards in the ring at um, Claw. And um, so, Mike Hill from Fighting Spirit, he, he comes to see me as a retaining partner. He gives me a suplex. And they were all laughing at me because I went, lands <gasps> like that, and the breath, the breath come out of me like a like wind of myself from doing it. I mean, back was killing me the next day. I was meant to go to the spa at eight o'clock in the morning on the Saturday, and I didn't go because I didn't foam roll on my back. Because when I done it, I was like, Jesus, my back, oh, I can't breathe. And they were all laughing. I was like, it's been so long. Sorry, I'm getting phone calls there. Sorry. It's um, right, mate. Sorry. Right. Don't um, when I hadn't, I hadn't, um, took a bump for so, so long. That's the biggest bump I took since before COVID. And, um, sorry, since Jordan COVID and that. So, um, it took an army. But when we done backdrops and stuff like that, straight after that, it was fine. Absolutely fine. And then just the next day, I, woke, I, I went, I went to come in, I was like, right, get on the phone roller, just get this out of your back. And I went, oh, no, before, I'll be all right. Um, the bed, I'm sure the bed will, like, kind of sleep it off. And I woke up at six o'clock in the morning to get ready. 
and I woke up like stiff as a cardboard boxers. Like, I can't go to training like this today. I can't. So I was up, phone rolling me back off as best I could. And then I had to text the coach saying I couldn't get in. But luckily enough, I got in yesterday night instead. <laughs> but so, you know, I always tell the lads, like, you know, the stunts that they do, mate, they hurt. Like, when they, uh, I don't care what people say about, like, oh, they've got layers of um, foam or whatever in there. Stuff. I'm telling you now, you don't, you don't take a suplex and you tell me how you get on. Yeah. That's it, man. I couldn't do it. I'm like Bambi under normal circumstances. I just haven't got the coordination to do do what you guys do. Like you know, that's uh, I've got a, a I've got a mouth I've got a mouth on me, James. That's about it. In terms of coordination, I just can't. I mean, two left feet. Funny enough, like I was explaining to the lads last night in Spad, and I said honestly, like my back was bad, and I just, it was my upper back, not my lower back. It was my upper back. It was just dead stiff. And um, I was explaining to them what happened. They were like, why didn't you here yesterday? Spar, I told them. And I said, you think, though, from taking judo takedowns or getting double legs and that on thinner mats in our place, I'd be used to it. But there was, but then someone actually said to me, uh, um, Santos Jr., play, um, um, I played Warzone with him and explained to him, and he was laughing. He said, just think of it, though. When you're taking a judo takedown, it's a quick thing. And as much as inten- uh, as as, as um, how hard it is and int- intensity it is, the suplex is higher, and it's more of a fall than just a quick bump on the floor. You're taking a bigger fall. So when I'm explaining that, what the philosophy of that last night to the lads, one of the lads turned around and was like, "You're the only person I know who can turn around and go to me." Yeah, we were doing suplexes last night because <laughs> he doesn't know no one else who does it. Holy man. Fully very, oh, right, I need to ask you now, in terms of social media, where the viewers and listeners can find James Reed as it pertains to pro wrestling. Obviously, your fighting background as well, boxing, grappling, Brazilian mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu, just as a whole, mm-hmm. encompass you as a whole and where they can find you. Oh, it's on my Instagram, on my Twitter. Um, it's just James Reed Pro, all one word. But, uh, yeah, I like to say freestyle fighter because um, I think MMA is... Uh, with her wrestling MMA is too cliche in the way it's like thrown about nowadays but like freestyle fight is like a jack of all trades so I can kick punch wrestle jiu-jitsu it's uh, like um, even some UFC well, I was watching UFC today and someone got announced as a freestyle fighter um, it's I think with pro wrestling it's it just it's the, the, the way it's thrown about too much nowadays so I just say I'm a freestyle fighter now, and yeah you can find me on Instagram Oh, the answer is best on Twitter, actually. There we go. There we go. Hey, Bruce Buffett, when he was introducing people for years, he would say, a freestyle fighter. Yeah, as you say, still yeah. says it. Also, it, it's perfect. It's perfect. Because I would have thrown MMA at you willy-nilly introducing you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad you've told me that. And then also what I've learned from you today is about, you know, you're trying to come away in, in the wrestling ring from the combat sports side as well. I am, honestly. It, it yeah. was interesting. It's better for me doing the colour commentary. I know that's what you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get more into the pro wrestling side with your style. I, I am, honestly, because it's like, um, I, you know, I mentioned this on the last podcast I was on, it's like, if I was to go out there and just do pure MMA, it's like, as a, as a wrestling fan, it's like, it's, that's not what I want to see. It's like, I want to see some wrestling. So, like, are you going to make... You can, I'm going to make things look weak compared to what they actually are. So if I come out and throw, like, I'm bad on, on you now, Stu, and you roll me up and get out of it. It's like, I've made that, I've made an arm bar look weak, and I've made that 
in sport look weak but then if it's like if I do stuff to then like manipulate you and like like best I used to work the legs and the lower back if I can do that and work joints and like say give you a straight foot lock right dead basic easy white belt stuff and it's easy to get out of and it does the job it's it's something what you can't tap out of if it's put on properly but then it's something what can really damage it if if you're not getting out of it properly either so again it's like oh you've got to stay foot lock on older for a bit older for a bit oh he gets out because they had their basic to get out of but again that's something down the line I can go oh I can put a heel hook on now for the finish or something you know but it, it won't be like constantly MMA fighting this that it'll be like a mixture at the start and then towards the end you have little maybe little blimps in between and stuff like that because if I keep on doing this it's it's like again it's like some fans are there to watch wrestling not UFC that's perfectly put, perfectly put. I look forward to seeing you for our second show, Superstar Pro Wrestling, August the 7th from Kirby Sports Bar for Saved by the Ring Bell as well. It'll be good to catch up with you. I know obviously you're going to be busy, but yeah, we'll have a, I'll, I'll have a little chat with you when we're there. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the second match. I look forward yeah. to the ma- match announcements once management have decided who's facing who. So yeah, August the 7th for our next show, you'll get to see James Reed at the show in Kirby, and then on demand and on Powered4.tv as well. Funny enough about that venue as well, I used to live around the corner from it. I used to actually live two, it's two minutes away when I went on the venue on the map, so I was like, oh, there it is there, it's like, it's ten minutes away from us. And then I zoomed out and went, wait there a minute, that's the house, what, like, <laughs> I, just, like I didn't grow up in it, was like, I was there as a baby, and like, my yeah. brother more or less grew up in it, the elder one, and then, uh, so it's two minutes away from where yeah. he used to live. So, full circle, full circle, honestly, mate. Honestly, and it's the same with the the, the very first venue, like the, the first match of the I'd wrestled on. That was in Norris Green, and again, where that where the venue was, it went up, right, left. I used to live there as well. Life, <laughs> so I'm like, life's I'm mad. living next to the venues. Life's mad, isn't it? You know, if, if people had told you that years ago, you'd have probably said no, ne- never. It's great. It's great. Uh, it's great for you guys l- locally in Liverpool. I can only imagine. Honestly, you were saying to me, should we tell you yeah, like a local lad? Like, no, I was only there for like, I was like, say, <laughs> like when I was three or four and then, mo- yeah. and then moved away. And then I moved in with my brother when I was 14. And then that's why I was around the corner from the Norris Green. But, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a small world, isn't it? The way Mad- it works out. Like. Madness. Crazy. Crazy. Well, it'll be good to see you again. Have a good, proper good catch up after this. Yeah. For this next show. Because, uh, yeah. If, like I said, that I've said to people, like if you ask me, which is the 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 like the newest promotion, what stands out out of everyone, it's no one else caught me. I like um, Superstar Pro Man. No one's caught me. I like them. Like I know the promotions are like coming through and starting out, but um, no one else has caught me. I like Superstar Pro. No one else has stood out more than Superstar Pro at the minute. So uh, obviously J and D have got a good product there. So they're going to easily run away with this. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure for me. I know Mike feels the same. Mike's obviously on on the comms for this, so it's uh, yeah. It was I, I was nervous. I, I people were like you were pacing. That's just what I do. I kind of took myself out the situation, you know. Uh, As I get to know people, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come out my shell a bit more. But yeah, it, it couldn't have gone any better that first show. Well, I was being easy with your comms, man, because like Mike Angus has seen me previously before on the shows, and he's no. He's seen me known as me kicking. So when I had Sam on the floor, and I was just messing with his wrists and his joints and that, like doing wrist holds and that. 
he was saying, no, James, keep him on the floor. That's where you yeah. want him to be. I was like, yeah, yeah. God, he gets it now. That's yeah. what I want to do. It's like, but I'd say, I'm aiming to get people, like, you win a match on the floor. It deserves to be pins. Yeah. So it's like, with being grappling and stuff like that, I need to put you on the floor to, to like, do what I need to do and obviously win the match. So when you were saying, like, that's it, keep him there. That's where you want him to be and stuff like that. I was made up that uh, someone's caught on to what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. My guest, all the way from Liverpool, on the roster for Superstar Pro Wrestling, one of the newest promotions on the UK circuit, it is James Reed. Absolutely fantastic having you on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me, Stu. Cheers. A big thank you to Powered 4 TV for putting the episodes up on the on-demand service there. Big thank you to John Scott and Rich Crowhurst for all the support. Really appreciate it week in, week out. Nothing's ever a problem. Also, we're doing Powered 4 TV Big Fight Weekly, the MMA and boxing show with my cousin Rich and John. I've put on these first it's been fantastic with that thank you to Chris Dutton again as always for the superb editing I couldn't do this without him and fantastic job once again thank you to Mike Angus for the intro as always to the show you can find the Stu's Wrestling Podcast merch at WrestleMerchCentral.com there is loads of stuff lots of different items that you can get mugs, hats face coverings, t-shirts, hoodies, even the new varsity jacket with embroidered Stu's Wrestling Podcast logo on it. Big thank you once again to Dean and the team for listing my products on there. Great work, great work. And we will see you soon for the next episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.